0: We are in a a series called Life of Abundance. We're in the third part. If you would turn over to John 10, verse 1, cover a few of the scriptures that we covered before, and then we'll go a little bit further. John 10, verse 1. John 10, verse 1 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he does not enter, by, enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the door opens, or the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved." and he will go and we will go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So verse 10 says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. That is Satan. He is the uh, thief. He's the killer. He's the destroyer. Anything that you see in the world that looks like those things, it's him. It's not God. It's him. Now, he's duped a lot of people into believing that somehow God's in ba- in behind these things, and it's not true. We live in a fallen world. It's not God's will for, dist- for people to have destruction. It is. Uh, we do have an enemy. His name is Satan. But God is greater, much greater, and He is the shepherd. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Last week we touched on the fact that God is good, and God is not the thief. And so if you missed that, you can go back and listen to it. God is not the one that is out to get you. God is not the one that uh, is destroying any destruction or anything that would... Uh, look like these things we read, that's not God. Religion has taught many in many times that it is God. And if you have God against you like that, well, what do you need an enemy for? Why do you need an enemy of God himself if he's supposed to be your father, but he's beating you up? Right? You don't need anybody. I mean, he's supposed to be your father, and and, and he's destroying in your life? Well, why do you need an enemy? You don't need an enemy, you got an enemy. Now, you, what, well, you need another enemy? We don't need God opposing us, and the fact is, He's not. He's for us. Verse 10 says, I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Does that, say, does that uh, sound like destruction? He just got done saying, it's the thief that destroys, and he said, but I have come that they may have life, and have it more abundantly. So we, we made that distinction. No, God wants us to have a good life. Now let's look at this uh, in a few different translations. John 10.10 10 in the New Living Translation, it says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Does that sound like destruction? No, it's good. And that's what Jesus said. That's my purpose, to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's us. That's us. We're the sheep. I mean... People are either in God's family or they could be in God's family. The difference is if we call on the name of Jesus, that's how you become part of God's family. To call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and what He's done, that's how we become part of the family. But as as we do, Jesus' purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. In the God's Word translation, it says, But I came so that my sheep will have life, and so they will have everything they need. You know, the world is seeking this. The world wants to be in that position. This is security. This is comfort. I'm not talking about comfort just for comfort's sake. am not talking about just, you know, you being well off and, and nobody else. We're saying Jesus came so that you could have everything you need. God came. Sent His Son for that reason. That's not... Uh, uh, You know, utopia. That is God. Jesus said here, that's why I came. Now, like we've said, there'll be challenges in life, but in the midst of those challenges, you can still have everything you need. If we're going to do the will of God, we're going to have challenges, but the difference is he's not sending things our way to trip us up and somehow we're fighting against him and he's just throwing obstacles in our path. There are obstacles here and he's the one that's helping us to go right over them and through them. And we talked about it last week. If you didn't hear that, go back and hear it, because we have to get that clear. If you think God is your problem out front of you and these obstacles are His doing, well, if we truly are going to submit to Him, why would we try to get rid of them? We wouldn't. We have to get it in our mind that we see stuff out before us. They They may be obstacles, but God is on our side and with us, and His will is this. I came so that my sheep will have life. And that they will have everything they need. So regardless of what it looks like out in front of us, we can say, nope, he came that I'd have everything I need. I'll come over this. I'll go through it. We can have that assurance, not just because we're practicing positive thinking, although positive thinking is better than negative thinking. But our basis for that positive thinking is not just in itself. It's, it's what God said. It's what Jesus said that we say, Lord, in the midst of this, you'll bring me over. We can have confidence See, if, we, if we're not sure about His role in our life, we won't have confidence. We're like, well, I don't know, you know, maybe this is the will of God that I just suffer here. We have to get rid of that. You won't, when, when the pressures of life bear down on you, could be in, you know, many different areas, whatever of life it is, when it's coming, we need to have assurance that God's will is good in our life. Because only then can we boldly come up against the challenges and overcome. We need to be assured we need to be assured. We need to be settled. We need to be secure. No, God loves me because the enemy will try to come and, and undermine that. He tries to get you to believe that God's not really on your side. What about if God was? If God were on your side? What is this and what is this? And he's a deceiver. We just, he's the thief. He's a liar. He's a cheater. He's a destroyer. And he lies. He'll tell you through circumstance. He'll, things can look a certain way and you have thoughts. Come. God's against you. God's, he's not going to come through. He set you up for failure. Those are all lies. And we have to identify him. We have to be secure enough in what uh, our position with God that we can just boldly say, no, and this, this too will pass. Nevertheless, I'm overcoming. I'm going to go over. I'm going to come through. We need to have that settled. We, We talked about some of that more last week. John 10.10 10 in the Amplified Classic says, I came that they may have life or have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Does that look like a negative situation? No, no that's the picture of what people are seeking in this life. You're not just talking about material. Material is secondary. If you, if you were talking about relationships. We're talking about peace with God. Peace in life, knowing you're okay with Him. That's the biggest thing, because this life, regardless if you're comfortable in this life, when you leave, this life is going to look like nothing, time-wise, compared to eternity. Doesn't matter if we have it good here. And then we go on. If we're not right with God, everything is lost. But even if we've been, if we've trusted Jesus, we need to know... We need to know who He is and what He is to us in our relationships so that we can be at peace here. Be at peace. 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 The world is is looking for peace. And they look for it in a pill. They look for it, you know, in drinks. They look for it in material things. It's not there. It's in Him. But He came so that we could have abundance. This is what everybody's seeking. And Jesus said, I came so that that could be true in our lives, ours, now, that this is true. This is true. This is what he came for, that they may have and enjoy life. We could have life, his kind of life, and enjoy it. Well, you can't enjoy life when you're not at peace, when you think God is out to get you, when you, know, you have different things going wrong. Uh, you can't have peace when you don't understand your rightful place and that God is there, you could have all kinds of challenges, but if you know what we're talking about here, you can go through it. On the other hand, it could be rosy. Look on the natural like nothing's going wrong, but if you don't know what we're talking about here, you could be miserable. And people prove that every day. And it's relative. You know, we're all tempted to think that the things we're going through, I mean, it's just really difficult and nobody's gone through it. But it's relative. If you were to tell your story to some, some people on the planet, they would say, what? You, let me tell you my story. And when you got done, you'd say, I don't have anything to complain about. I'm not making light of our situation. We all go through stuff, right? But it's relative. You know, like somebody said, you, you, you're... you're toe is hurting and you're complaining about that until you meet the guy that doesn't have any toes. And that guy's complaining, well, I don't have any toes. I mean, you just have your toes hurting. And then you meet the guy that doesn't have any foot. That guy thinks he's got pretty good Till the guy's, you know, had half his leg amputated. And you could just go on up. Well, I don't have my legs. Well. There's somebody that comes as a quadriplegic. Now, it, God is the healer, and we don't, have to, we don't have to sit with these things, but it's relative. Well, I, I'm seeking, I'm against, I have this financial situation. And then you meet somebody that, you know, is worse, and you can go to somebody that can't even eat. I mean, anybody, anybody you know, we're wealthy compared to the majority of the world. Period. Now, that's not to make light of anything we might face. The point is, in it, our circumstances don't dictate our fullness of life. And when we get this on the inside is when we start to have a different attitude to the stuff on the outside that propels us over those things. But he said that, I may, I came that I may, they may have life and or can, they would have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So that, you just get the picture. God is a God of abundance, overflowing. God is never squeaking by. He never just, oh, just just barely made it. Guys, we almost ran out. Michael, plan ahead. You know, Michael the angel. Plan ahead, better next time. That was too close. You know, I come through in a pinch, but even for me, that was... I was not comfortable there. That never happens. God always has ample, always. It may look to us like, ooh, that was close. But if you were to see behind the scenes, it was not even close. It was never close. And if you walked with God any time at all, there'd be times you think, I don't know how this is going to work out. And then afterwards, you're like, well, of course it was going to work out. This and this and this were here, but you didn't know it. God knew it. We, we, we cannot walk by sight. <laughs> right? right? you walk by sight, you can be thinking, what? What am I? Do- how is this? And God all the time, if you saw the way He sees, there's no problem. It's abundance. If we'll just get that perspective, then it may look like, I don't know how, but you just got to realize this has not changed. His will is abundance, and there's more than enough. We just don't see it yet. And when we see it, when it shows up, we're like, oh, okay, it was obvious. Well, it wasn't obvious to you when you didn't see it. We've got to be careful of that, because when we get through to the other side, we say, oh, well, okay, I see how that came through. The thing is, the next time you can't see it, we have to keep this in mind that I can't see it now, but I will, because the lie will be, uh, yeah, God came through this and this and this. He did this, but there's no way this time. There's no way. You're not going to get to the other side this time. That's not true. Because God never squeaks by. Abundance is not the picture of "Eh, just barely. It's more than enough, more than enough, more than enough. Right. God is faithful. He's faithful. Go ahead and turn over to Ephesians. Ephesians 1, we're going to start with verse 3. Why Jesus said He came so that we'd have life. And it's only through Him that we're going to have this life that He came for. And the reason He can grant us this life, the reason we can walk in these things we just read about, or because of what we're going to read right here. Verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoptions, or adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. By which He made us accepted in the Beloved. Be the reason Jesus can have this will for us and, ha- and that we could actually partake of life is because we have been made accepted in the Beloved. Through Jesus, we have been made accepted. We are acceptable to God and been made new creatures, a new creation, because of Jesus, because of faith in Him. So we could read John 10, 10 and say, well, that sounds nice, if only. If only that applied to me. But we can know here why it applies to us. Because we have been made accepted in Jesus. Because of what He did, God can legally and justly pour out His abundance on us. And this is crucial. Because you and I are not perfect. Amen? It's okay to say amen there. That's okay, because we know it, if we've been around each other, you don't have to know every human being has their imperfections, none of us is perfect, and this is a point of, uh, can be a place where you get pushed on, because it's all nice when we're in here in church, and we're reading the scriptures, or when you're, you know, uh, reading your, your Bible by yourself and you're reading and you, you feel close to God and you feel like, uh, you know, you haven't, you've taken care of anything that and maybe you've done wrong. Uh, when you mess up, He still has abundance for you. And that's when we need to know it because if we don't know it and we don't understand that it's through Jesus, then you, we will be robbed. Notice the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He is the one that's going to try to take from us. So in the middle of walking out life, one way he'll try to rob is say, well, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve John 10.10. 10. Sure, it's God's will, but you don't qualify. And we need to know, well, why would we qualify? Why could we come boldly before God? Why could we expect God to work on our behalf? Well, it's not because you and I are so great. We need to cooperate with Him. Don't get me wrong. We don't just throw up our hands and say, I just can't do anything. But our basis needs to be on what Jesus did. Our basis has to come back, He is good. And because of what Jesus did, I can trust Him and I can have access to everything that He purchased. Period. Period. If we get our faith on anything else, then that's religion. That becomes a a system that we're trying to earn something from God. Now, we do, the Bible talks about good works. We do uh, do according to what His Word says, but that's not where our faith is. In other words, you, you may miss it. You may mess up. We need, we can't get our eyes on that. We need to get right back up and go forward and say, yep, and take care of it with God but go on and believe that right in the middle of the fact that you missed it or you didn't do everything perfect which you won't and I won't you can still have abundance because if that only pertains to people that do it perfect well we're sorry we're all done you may have a good streak in a few days a few weeks or something but it's going to end at some point now what Well, I'm done. Sorry, I'm out of the abundance race. I'm disqualified. Well, pretty soon there's going to be nobody in the race. (laughs) Because nobody is perfect. Right? If you think that I just have to keep this going and keep doing certain things, and that's the only way I can expect God's favor, your your faith is going to fail pretty quick. Depending on how good of a week you're having. Or day you're having, I mean, if you mess up at 7:45 in the morning, you think you're done for the day, and we just you know it's it's a well that's not good. Amen. (laughs) We can we can go, we don't have to 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 look at those things, and we can get back up and say, wait a minute, it's him. That's why I can expect good things. Let's go ahead and keep reading. We'll read this in the, um, in the New Living Translation. It said, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Just right there, look at that. You can you go back? All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Well, He has blessed us. We need to know it and access that. He's already blessed us. Already. Now, if we say, yeah, but... Well, that's our problem right there. Yeah, but I did... Oh, I'm not doing... I know I should do better. Well, we all know we could do better. We know that. We don't need help in understanding that. Does anybody in here that would boldly raise your hand and say, I don't need to do better. I'm the pinnacle of success. Every area in my life is going absolutely as it should. I could not progress any further. Does anybody want to stand up and say there is one area of your life that you've absolutely reached the pinnacle? Your other areas you're working on, but that area, you would say, you want to tell us, of, well, we'll just listen to you for a few minutes, of how you cannot progress any, progress any better. Now there's nobody on the earth that has that that area together better than you. Well, we all know that's not true, hopefully. We all know that yes, I could be doing such and such. The accuser, the thief will come and say you should be doing that. You should be doing that. You did That is the voice of the enemy. And he'll try to keep you, try to disqualify you from Receiving these blessings in your life, receiving what Jesus has done for you, receiving the abundant life, because you just don't measure up, you don't qualify. He's a thief. What does a thief do? He takes something that's not his. He'll try to steal your time, your ambition, your joy, your peace. Get you looking at you versus at him. Keep our eyes on him, we can keep going. It says here, Uh, He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Notice that. Why? Because you're so awesome. You may be awesome, but that's not why He blessed you. He blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Because of Jesus. That's why. That's why. Because Christ died. Because he, He was buried. Because He rose again. And we believed on him. That's why. Well, that's not changing. He already did it. So if we keep our faith there, then we can have faith to believe the abundant life is ours today. If we start looking at us, then we're going to falter because it's going to be based on you going up or down. Again, I'm not saying we shouldn't do what we know to do and shouldn't just throw caution. the No, we open the door for other things then if we're just going to say, well, it doesn't matter. No, it does matter. Your faith can't be there. Our faith has to be in the Lord Jesus and what he did. Because that's a constant. Because he's not dying again. He's not changing. You can believe that the abundant life is, is for you today because of what he did and because of our faith in him. Verse four, "Even before He made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in His eyes." That's an unbelievable statement. "Before He made the world, He chose us to be. He loved us and chose us to be in Christ, us in Christ, to be holy and without fault. Is that possible? In him it is. He says so. <laughs> we, this is where you have to take the word and believe the word over your feelings, because your feelings will be like, eh, no, I did this, no, we have to get rid of that. Boldly. If he said it, then we got to believe him. If he said it, it's true. Well, I don't feel. That's the problem. We're looking at our feelings. We'll be talked out of what he has for us. If he said it's ours, then it's ours. If you had a good friend and you wanted to bless them with something, give them something, buy them, you know, let's say you bought them a, a gift certificate or whatever, and they say, oh, no, I just, I can't take, I just don't, you know, I just feel bad. I, I did such and such, I don't deserve it. If they wouldn't receive it, you couldn't give it, even though you want to. Would that make you happy as the giver? I mean... You may understand where they're coming from, but at some point you could be like, "Wait, hey, no! I said I wanted to do this. I'm trying to do it for you." So at some point, we have the person would just have to take it and believe it and believe. What if what if you were trying to convince them you did something for them and they just wouldn't believe you? I I already bought you this. I already did this, just relax, it's already taken care of, but they would not accept it. At some point, if they trust you, they're going to have to say, I believe what you said, and agree with it. What if they say, I just don't feel like that could be possible that you did that for me. Doesn't matter what you feel, I already did it, and it's there. Would you just take the trip or go? It's there. Right? That's, that's God. God has already bought and paid for these things. He's already chose us to be holy without fault. So we have to say, well, it doesn't matter how I feel like. It's what you said. I believe it. And now we can step into what He's already provided for us. Through Jesus. Let's keep reading. God decided in advance to adopt us into His own family by bringing us to Himself through Jesus Christ. Are you seeing the pattern? It's not because of you. It's not because of me. It's because of him. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. We belong to God. That's the phrase in the other in the New King James that we've been accepted in the beloved. We have been we we the grace of God has poured out on us because we belong in the family. We belong, we belong to the family. This is why we can expect that abundant life that abundant life. Verse seven. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom. With the blood of his son and forgave our sins, he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Glory to God. Can we switch back over to the the New King James? We'll go to, we'll read Ephesians 1 7 and then go on a little bit further. You have the, the next verse? It says, in Him, a couple of these verses we just read, in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Verse 9, having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times He might gather together In one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Verse 11, in him also we have obtained an inheritance. This this is why we can expect that abundant life. Because in him we have obtained an inheritance. Have obtained means it's already ours right? It's already ours. It's not going to be. It is. So that means when we think, when we look at our life and look at what we need, we need to remind ourselves that we already have an abundance. We already have this life. God has poured it out through Christ. Verse 11, in him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. You go back to the beginning of verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all, thing according to the counsel, all things according to the counsel of his will. We have obtained an inheritance being predestined. That doesn't mean he just chose you apart from everybody else like somehow, and then he didn't choose other people uh, like some people win the lottery and some people don't or something. That means he knew that you would believe. And so because you believe, you're predestined to have an ab- this life, an abundance. He knew it beforehand. According to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will. All things, He is working. We can trust Him that regardless of what comes up, that we can trust Him that it's going to work out and His will is still in abundance of our, in our life. Why? Because Jesus already died. Because He already paid the price. And if we believed on Him, then we can partake in this. This is why we can expect it in our lives. Romans 4. Now, before we go to Romans 4, let's go to John 3.16 and look at that, and then, uh, then we'll put up John 15 as well on the way to Romans. You don't have to turn to John 3.16. We'll just put it up. We'll, we'll turn over to Romans in a minute. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is why He came. This is the gateway. He came so that we could have that life. He is the reason that we can have that life. Verse 17, for he, God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. That's the whole reason He came. That's what we read. He predestined us to walk in this, if we'll believe on Him. Let's go ahead and go over to Romans 4. Go ahead and turn there. Romans four twenty-three. Romans 4, verse 23. It says, Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us. Now he's talking about righteousness. He's talking about Abraham he said, it will, but also for us, it shall be imputed to us, righteousness, that means transferred, to us who believe in him, who, was ra- who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Verse 25, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Why was Jesus delivered up? Because of our offenses. That's why. Because we were not perfect, so that is why He he was delivered up. Why was He raised? So that we could be justified. What does that mean? To be declared righteous. When we read in the other verse that we would be without fault and holy before Him, it's because of what we're reading right here, because Jesus was raised so that we could be declared righteous. What does that mean? God declares us that we're right with Him. Why? Why? Because of what Jesus did. Well, if God declared it because of that, then we qualify for the inheritance and it's ours to walk in that life that he has provided. Why? Because of Jesus. If, it's on, if we try to, to walk in that based on any other uh, foundation, it's going to falter because that's not how it's provided. It's provi- provided only in Jesus, only in what he did. Verse, uh, next, next verse, chapter five, verse one says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace. Okay, therefore, having been justified by faith, that means therefore being declared righteous or being declared right with God by faith, by faith in him, by faith in what he did. This is the gospel. We're getting ready. We're going to be celebrating Christmas. We're in this season. We're celebrating that Jesus came. Well, why did he come? He said, I've come that they may have life. I've come that whoever would believe on me would not perish. Well, he was going to be going to the cross. But we're celebrating the fact that we could come and believe on him and be made right with God. Well, it doesn't stop there. to mean you're right with God and great, you're going to heaven, but you know, you just got to muddle through here. No, he said we would have abundant life here, but how do you receive that? It's based on what he did. We, it says, therefore, having been justified by faith, not by what we did, what we've done in and of ourself, but by faith that we believe what we're talking about here, that it's by him. That he, he bought and purchased it by his blood, and now we can believe on Him and receive the gift of righteousness that we can be declared justified in His sight. Because of that, we have peace with God, how? Through Jesus. How would you have peace with Him? Only through what Christ did. And the fact that we receive that And we believe it. That's how we have peace. That's how, that Jesus is the gateway for us to have the life that He promised. Verse 2. Through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Or in which we stand. So, we have access by faith into the grace of God. Well, when he's talking about abundant life and this inheritance, it is favor and abundance that you have not earned. How do you come into that? It's by believing what Jesus did. That's how you have access. How do you access what God has provided? By believing what He said. What if you say, that's too good to be true, I, 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 I can't possibly receive that. you don't know what I've done. Well, we forfeit this access, because it's not by what we did or not do, haven't done, it's by believing in Him. Period. That, and we do that daily. We, we believe what He said, we believe what He has done for us, and we say, Lord, I take you at your word, and I receive it. It said, we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You skip down to verse 8. It said, but God demonstrates His own love toward us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So Jesus did this before we had done anything right for Him. So this deal was made when you and I had nothing to do with it. So how do we walk in it? We believe that. We believe, see if you didn't have anything to establish it, you can't undo the contract. All you can do is add your name, is get in on it because of what Jesus did, but you're not going to change what the contract says. That was done before you were even around, or I was even around. Jesus came before anybody in here was alive. And he said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, have it to the full, have it overflowing. Well, that still stands. We access it because of what he did. That contract that, it, that was made that takes care of your justification, all you can do is believe that. You can't change the foundation for it. So what if you mess up? Well, did that change what Jesus did 2,000 years ago? All you have to do is receive what he did and believe that's still true. Lord, Sorry for that. I messed up. I acknowledge it. But that doesn't change where I'm going. Get right back up and believe it's still God's will. It's still His ability is still there. You're still justified and keep going. And if you're not talked out of that, we can keep marching on with the full blessing of God. All the time. Continue. Much more than, so it says, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So we didn't do anything, but he he brought us into the family. Now that we're in the family, how much more shall we have what he said we could have? He did something when we didn't offer anything. Now you're in the family. Now we're justified. So we need to be secure and strong in that and not be talked out of what he has done for us. He did this when you did nothing for him. But now that you're in the family, now if you don't do everything perfect, if you're not careful, you get talked out and say somehow that's not for you. Well, if you got into the family before you did anything right, and now you're in the family, God has declared you righteous, and yet you mess up, oh wait, now it doesn't apply to you, uh... You got in from a far greater place away in without doing anything. Now you think you have to maintain everything perfectly in order to stay under the righteous or the blessing of God. That's false. And that sets you up for being miserable because now your salvation is on your head when I say you may think, well, no, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. But I'm talking about daily walking it out in the peace and the blessing of God is not yours to maintain. We need to look at him and receive from him and believe what he said and just take a deep breath and have peace with him. Knowing that we were saved by him. And stay there and be at peace. You can't buy peace. You can't buy right being right with God. Jesus already bought it. That's what we're talking about. His blood paid for it. No human on the face of the earth has enough resources to buy his salvation. Only the blood of Jesus could do it. So it's foolishness for us to try to maintain our righteousness and our right standing, and our peace with Him based on what we're doing. We need to understand it was His deal that He did it, and so we can be at peace with Him now in the middle of anything. You can't buy that. You can't buy it. You don't have enough connections, human connections. The richest person on the face of the earth doesn't have enough money. None of that matters. You cannot buy peace with God. You can't earn it by how good you are. We can't. Practically speaking, when we're, talking about wa- we're talking about walking this thing out day in, day out. Jesus said that He came that we may have and enjoy life. Well, how do you enjoy life when you're constantly in turmoil and don't know if God's really accepted you or... You can't. We're a created being. Whether we know it or not, we were created to walk with Him. And even if we've come into the family of God, you can be stolen from being peaceful every day because you're looking at your circumstances or looking at your performance and being talked out of just walking in His peace. But if we, we know and believe what the Word says, we'll know, wait a minute, that's the whole reason He came. That's the whole reason he died. He did that without me being involved. I'm going to relax and trust him and just receive the fact that I am right with God and that I'm at peace with him and believe it. And walk out life enjoying what Jesus has provided for us. This is the reason he could say. This is the reason he could say that we were Right. This is the reason he could say that he provided abundance. Skip down to Romans five seventeen. So just a few verses down, 17. It says, For if one man's offense, death, reign through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one, Jesus Christ. How are we going to reign? How are we going to receive abundance of grace? We're going to do it through the one, Jesus Christ. Through Him. That's the only way. That's the only way we're going to be able to walk in what He provided for us, is if we realize it comes through Him. Verse 18, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so one man's righteous act Through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men. Notice that. It's a free gift. Resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that that offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So because of what Jesus did, because of what Adam did and missed it, death, spread to all men, but because of what Jesus did, this free gift is available to all men and not just salvation, initial just becoming right with God, but remaining and walking with Him. This is the key to being able to walk in abundant life. It is a key, but it is a major key. If we understand what He did and that is through Him, then... We can we can walk with our head held high. We can come boldly before him. I mean you realize that if you miss it, he already knows that anyway. And that's why Jesus came. If you didn't if you were already perfect, you didn't need a savior. Don't you think God knows? Sometimes we act like, you know, yeah, I know Jesus came, but you know, then I got it from here. You may not say it like that, but, you know, I've, I've been around, I've had enough education. I need, to, I need to be at a certain level. Well, like we said, we're all growing. But, I mean, to start casting off and like, well, but I can do this, I can do this. You do that so long until you hit a wall and then you realize, well, wait, I do need Jesus. And then you come back to where all the weight's off again. Okay, gosh, God, I do need your grace. I need, do need to understand who you are. I do need... I, it's all in you and now the weights off and you go for a while, but if you're not careful it start you start walking under the pressure of you doing it again to where if you ever feel like you are walking And the the is building look are you are you pointing back to him or are you looking at yourself to earn? What he has already provided? Are you trying to earn the abundant life? Yeah, yeah, he's got abundant life for us So we're gonna go we're gonna do this this and this careful Yes, we want to do everything that he's called us to do and do it well. But careful you don't start putting your eye on that because the moment you do, you're set up to topple. You're set up to be robbed. But if we'll look to him, that does not change. We can look to him and say, Lord, you provided this. You declared me righteous. You declared me justified. I'm going to walk in everything that you have for me. And when we face the obstacle in life, then we can come boldly. We can go over them boldly. We can stay right there in an attitude of boldness. Thank you, Lord.